Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we're learning how to be clear and confident about God's call for our life. When the church begins to discover the power of the Spirit of God, when you start realizing, I have a gift, it's united to the bigger mission that we have together, and people rise up and start fulfilling their mission, then watch out, world, because the church has just awakened. God places a call in everyone's life, so why do some people understand their purpose right away while it takes other people a long time to get the revelation? Well, that's the topic Mark will address today. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and the President of Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. As we move forward, our series is When You Believe Everything Changes. Mark will be taking us to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 to explain the secret to freedom and confidence. We started this message yesterday, so if you missed the first part, you can listen online at boldstepsradio.org. Right now, let's get into today's message. Here's Mark Job with Bold Steps. Whatever your mission is, you'll have understanding into the nature of the problem that you're addressing that will fuel the fire to help you accomplish your mission better. And other people just won't get it. They'll look at you and say, huh? What? Why? Because they don't have the same call that you have. So they may not get it or may not be as impassioned as you are about it. Paul was impassioned to preach the gospel to the Gentiles and the other Jewish believers were like, Gentiles, why should we worry about them? But he, th- but he had a special call and revelation to them. Number three, write this down. Empowerment. Look at verse seven. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of God's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery which for ages past has been hidden in God. I love this about Paul. Paul is saying... I became a servant of this gospel. I am the least of the least qualified for this. I couldn't do this on my own. I have no power to accomplish this, but it's God's grace that gives me power to make sure this happens. Listen to me. Your personal, unique mission that God has called you to, chances are that you're absolutely unqualified to fulfill it totally overwhelmed in seeking to make it happen because it should be something that's bigger than you that you could not accomplish without the supernatural empowerment of God's grace in your life. Because if you could do it on your own power, it would be glory to you. But you you realize, I can't do this. It's way bigger than me. I need God. I need His grace. It's His grace that gives me power to do that. Then it's glory to God. Because listen, this is what Paul said. When I am weak, then I am strong. God's grace is made perfect in my weakness. Do you understand that? That most of the things that God calls us to do, we are ill-equipped, uneducated, unprepared, and under-resourced to be able to accomplish. 
Most of the things that God calls us to do, we depend heavily on God's grace to make it happen. And if you think that you're prepared and qualified to do what God has called you to do, then you probably haven't landed on your mission yet because usually your mission is way bigger than what you have the power to accomplish. Paul says, I am the least. And even though I am the least, God has prepared me. You look all through the Bible, by the way, and you'll find stories of God calling people to do things that they could not do on their own power. God called Gideon to liberate the people of Israel. God called a mighty warrior when he was afraid and didn't know what to do, had never been trained militarily. God called Moses to speak on his behalf, and Moses said, I don't know how to speak. God called Peter to lead the church, and he was just a fisherman. God called David to lead a nation and to be a warrior, and he had never really fought, didn't know how to use a sword, and he was the least of his brethren. God called Jeremiah the prophet, and he said, I'm too young. Normally when God calls us to do something, we feel like we don't have what it takes to do what God has called us to do. And what I want to say is, that is okay. Because on our own power, you can't do it, but with God's grace, you have the power to accomplish the things that he's called you to do. It's God's grace. God's grace. Number four. It tells us in verse 10. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. And in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Number four, the fourth word I want you to understand is the word community. Listen to what it says in verse 10. His intent was that now, through what? Uh, I didn't hear you. Through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Through the church. You see, the way it works is this. You have been called, you have a mission, you have a gift, but it's all connected to the body of Christ, it's all connected to the church. You're a part of a community of faith. You're not disconnected, you're connected. And whatever gift God has given you, He empowers through the church, and your gift is used with other people's gifts that are used. And when everybody is using their gift, then the church becomes this mighty, powerful force of transformation that God is working in when, when, when everybody's using their gift. Now hear me well, oftentimes the, the, the church is unhealthy. Because oftentimes what the church is, is like, well, it's like going to a football game. There's how many people in a football team? Out on the field. There's 11. So there's 22 people out on a football field that desperately need a rest. And there's 40,000 spectators that desperately need exercise.
You know, the, the spectators are sitting there with their beer and their popcorn and their pop belly saying, come on, go harder. Man, those lazy bums. <laughs> You're sitting on the chair. These guys are down there sweating, breathing hard. And we're all like coaches on the sideline tell them what to do and how to do it and bemoaning the fact that they're not into it as much as they should be into it. But in reality, the church at times looks like a football field. The church at times has this incredible potential of people. And normally there's a few people down in the field going, I'm tired, running around, trying to do, carrying the ball, doing the work. And, and the great majority of the people in the church tend to be spectators. You know why? Because the great majority of the people in the church have not discovered that they have gifts that they can, that they're empowered. They have not discovered that they're players in the game too. That God has called them just as much as he's called the pastor, the worship leaders, the Sunday school teachers as well. That everybody has a call, that everybody has a gift, that we're all connected, and that when everybody in the body begins to discover the gifts that we have, and we begin to use the gifts that we have, then the church becomes the place where God manifests his glory and power and that's why Jesus said of the church that the gates of hell would not be able to withstand or prevail against the church of the living God. In other words, all of the gates of hell cannot stop the power of a church that's been unleashed with the power of God, the power of the Spirit, and everybody using their gifts. Someone better get excited about that. You're listening to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job, and I'm so grateful for those of you who listen each day and for those of you who become bold partners. Mark, we cannot neglect the fact that God has called some listeners to really get behind it and, and catch the vision for what we're doing here. And Wayne, we are able to do what we do because of our bold partners. Yeah. And these are people that simply say, I love this program. I believe in this message. I want other people to hear. So I'm giving a monthly donation, automatic monthly donation, no matter what the size it is, uh, to support this ministry. And we are so grateful for our bold partners. Yeah, anyone who runs a budget, a monthly budget, knows how important it is to know what's what's going to happen, yes. you know, to have some basis. And to have these bold partners give it a monthly basis is so encouraging. Here's a note from a listener in Illinois. This is by way of reporting back to our bold partners. My name is Brian. I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for turning my life to Christ. Your program has really helped me use logical thinking and the Word of God to finally get my life back on track. Even though I may still struggle with some things, your program is always a way to keep me on track with what God's loving plan has in store for me. Thank you so much, Pastor Mark, and the entire Moody crew for all your work. May God bless you. Hey, Brian, what a great testimony. That's so encouraging, and we are happy to come alongside of you and encourage you. Stories like Brian are coming in left and right from all over the country. And so we're so grateful for the power of the word and the partnership of our bold partners. We are indeed. And you can become a bold partner today by signing up online at boldstepsradio.org. 
By the way, when you choose to give a gift of $30 or more each month, you'll qualify for a 50% discount on all Moody Publishers resources available at moodypublishers.org. That's 50% off resources like Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages or Moody Bible Institute's Bible Commentary. You'll also receive a signed copy of Mark's book, Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, as well as an exclusive bi-weekly email from Mark containing inspiring lessons and videos called The Bold Partner Post. So don't wait. Take the next bold step and sign up to be a bold partner today by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Now, back to our message. Mark has much more to say about the church pursuing God's call. It was his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities. This is talking about the spiritual world, that when the church is united and people begin to embrace their call and use their call, that it speaks volumes to the spiritual world. When the church is united and the church is pursuing its call, then what it begins to say is, we are united, so therefore we have influence. We are united and filled with the Spirit of God, so therefore we reign. We are united and filled with the Spirit of God, so therefore we have power to change things. When the church is asleep, and people have not discovered that there's unity within the body and that all of us have our gift, when the church is asleep, it also sends the message, we are powerless. We are victims. We have little chance of changing anything. We are spectators. We are captivated within four walls and do nothing outside of those four walls. When the church is divided and the church has not understood the, the gifting, the people in the church have not understood the gifting, then the church becomes anemic, weak, concentrated within its own walls. When the church begins to discover the power of the Spirit of God, when you start realizing, I have a gift, I have a mission, it's united to the bigger mission that we have together, and people rise up and start fulfilling their mission, then watch out, world, because the church has just awakened. And Paul says in verse 11, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in him and through faith, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you, which is your glory. Paul was trying to tell them is, hey, rise up. You are the church full of the power of God. You have gifts. You have a mission. You can do things you are the manifestation of God's presence here on earth. Let me tell you why I'm a pastor. I never grew up wanting to be a pastor. Some people do. Some people from the age of two, they say, I'm going to be a pastor. I know that. I never did. Never wanted to be a pastor. Never really saw myself as a pastor. Thought I'd be a pretty lousy pastor, actually. I remember the turning point for me where I decided I was actually studying, I was in college, and I had gone away to work at a hotel in France, in southern France, working as a dishwasher, cleaning rooms. I was about 
17, 18 years old, making money. And um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't positive of where, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to throw my life into. And, and um, I remember getting a hold of a book by A.W. Tozer called The Knowledge of the Holy. I was trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life and what, what do I want to do? I mean, I knew I, I was a Christian and I knew I, I was going to somehow do something with my life, but I didn't know what career or whatever I was going to pursue. And I got a hold of this book by A.W. Tozer called The Knowledge of the Holy. And the whole book is about knowing God. That you can never quite comprehend the magnitude of God with your finite mind. That God is bigger than what you could ever know or fathom or imagine. And that part of our journey is just to get to know God. Don't worry so much about what you're going to do. Worry about knowing God. And as you know God and live for God, you'll end up doing what you're supposed to do in God. And I remember having that revelation and... And uh, having that sense of, okay, I'm not going to worry as much about what I'm going to do, but I'm going to worry about actually knowing God and living for God in whatever I do. And it was through that determination, it was through that purpose that although I didn't plan on being a pastor and didn't plan on coming to Chicago, didn't plan on that, it was through that experience that actually when the door opened, I found myself saying yes to helping out a little church that wanted a pastor, although I said, I'm just going to help you out here for a little bit because you need to get yourself like a real pastor. And I'm only going to help you out for three years until you can pay someone a salary and kind of get up and go, and then, then I'm out of here. It was a simply, God, I'm going to live for you. I prayed for a young woman uh, this morning uh, that was trying to figure out what college she's going to in the university. And I said to her, listen, I know that the future can be daunting, but I'm going to challenge you to instead of trying to figure out all your future, I'm going to challenge you to figure out your walk with God and say, yes, God, I will live for you now. Yes, God, I will do your bidding. Yes, Lord. And as you begin to live day by day in his will, what you will discover is that your future will be, your future will end up being the will of God because you will begin to make the right decisions at the right time, the right choices, and you'll end up right in the center of where God wants you to be even though you hadn't planned it that way. Some of you are saying, what's God's will for my life? I have to try to make a 10-year plan and I can't figure it out. Well, here's what I know. Today, live for God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. On all your ways, acknowledge Him. And listen, He will direct your path. I'm not saying it's bad to plan. Plan. But listen. The plans of man aren't always the plans of God. And God's plans supersede or trump the plans of man. And that's the way God works. He leads us in His divine path as we say yes to God. As we discover our calling and purposes. As we, as we discover what, what God has and we embrace what God has... And realize that we can be used. 
And here's what I totally understand, and I'll close with this. Listen, here's what I fully, fully understand. What makes New Life Community Church a church to be reckoned with in Chicago, a church to be reckoned with in the spiritual realm, is not Pastor Mark. What makes this church a church that has power and might is when the people of God, is when the church awakens to its calling. And there's literally thousands of people saying, I too can be used of God because I have a gift and I have a calling. When thousands of people are awakened to the reality that they have a gift and a calling, that God can use them, that they also can pray for people and counsel people and minister to people, that they have the same Holy Spirit inside of them, that some of the people that they see on the, uh, on the platform, that they can make disciples, that God gives visions and dreams, that they're a part of something bigger, that their gifts can be released and unleashed to do the bidding of God. When a church begins to discover that, when people begin to arise to that, be awakened to that reality, then watch out because the church has just woken up and become what God has called it to be, a church that is unleashed full of people of God doing the work of God. That's my prayer. That's my desire. I don't want to pray for everybody and marry everybody and bury everybody and baptize everybody and lead everybody to Christ. I have no desire to do all that. I mean, I want to do my part. I have a desire to unleash you. I have a desire to unleash you to begin to do things that you never thought you could do, but you have the Spirit of God inside of you. And believe me, some of you can do Parts of ministry much better than I can do it. There's certain parts of ministry I, I just don't, I try not to do because I'm not really good at it. I try to stick with what I'm good at. But there are some of you that do certain things in ministry way better than I could do those things in ministry. But you haven't discovered that, that you have the Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God that dwells in me is the same Spirit of God that dwells in you. The same callings of God that I have or the pastoral team have is the same callings of God that you have. The same anointings, the same purposes, the same drive. We're all in this together. And there's something powerful about understanding that and realizing that and waking up to that, that God, you have called us together to make a difference. It's the church unleashed by His power and by His might. Learning to answer God's call for your life. That's today's topic from Mark Job here on Bold Steps. Mark, I love what you said to those who know God's call for their lives, but what do you say to those who feel like they're not doing enough or maybe they feel like they've missed God's call? Yeah, you know, I would say, first of all, rest in God's grace because our calling is never about striving to achieve or to earn the merit of God. That's been done for us. We serve in our calling uh, because we love God, not because we're trying to earn the favor right. of God. And there's always time in God's plan. Isn't there, there is. And, you know, Moses, think about this. Moses was 80 years old when he finally <laughs> discovered his calling. So some of you have some time in your life. <laughs> That's true. Things may not be as urgent as they sometimes seem. Thank you for such a great message today, Mark. 
I know there are some Christians who are listening today and they really do want to play their part in God's plan, but life seems to be out of control. Maybe the finances have fallen apart or a sudden tragedy has come along and they're struggling to see how God's plan for good is still on the table. I think we have a resource that can help listeners, Mark. Yeah, I talk to many people that think because they've been through a mess, a trauma, a crisis, a difficult season, maybe even where they have messed up or dropped the ball, they seem to think that they're disqualified, that God can't use them or their life is over. But I believe that God uses even our painful circumstances, the messiness of life, and He works all things to the good of those that love Him. And uh, Max Lucado has been around for a long time, and just a very a whimsical, insightful writer. Right. He uh, views himself as someone that uh, writes uh, books for people that don't read books. <laughs> and uh, he's written a book called God Will Use This for Good. And I think the overarching message is that no matter what you're in, the mess that you're in, the pain that you've been through, God can use it for the good. And some of you need to hear that message. And we'll send you a copy of Max's book, God Will Use This for Good, when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. It's yours today with whatever size donation you can make. Just call us at 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. We really do want to get you a copy of this book. You can also send a one-time gift and request Max's book in the mail when you write to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us again tomorrow when Mark turns to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, to show us what the greatest power in the world is. If you think the answer is a nuclear bomb or a generator that powers a whole city, you'll want to tune in to hear the answer. It's coming up Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.